Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This is JJ and your host of Walk With Me. And I really do appreciate all the people who are listening and sharing this podcast and downloading it. And and hopefully more people are using it as sort of a study guide um, in their Bible studies. I really do appreciate that. Um, And if you want to support the podcast, visit some of our sponsors. Uh, We have Exquisite Creations. She makes tumblers. And these tumblers are wonderful. Uh, you can look it up. I think she's on TikTok, so you can just look it up on TikTok. Everyone has that. I am a little slow on getting TikTok. Uh, I have it. I just have not gone and created my own profile and stuff. And uh, That's neither here nor there. Uh, and I have anybody looking for beats. I recommend the person who made the beats for the bump on this show. Gonna be true bars and lyricists. He makes wonderful beats. You pretty much tell him what you want, and he will conceive it out of his mind. And just watching him work is amazing. Uh, also, uh, the book Templar Chronicles One: New Players by Ray Slaughter. You can get that on Amazon. You can get that uh, downloaded on Amazon. And I believe it's available on several other platforms. But enough of sponsors and all of that. Now, let's get into our show today. And let's go ahead and take this walk. Now, this is our two-part series on how to be saved. Now, it may end up stretching into three parts, but I really planned for it to be two. So, where did we leave off? Oh, yeah. Peter, Jesus, keys, salvation. All right. So we've already talked about what Jesus said to Nicodemus about being having to be born of the water and of the spirit. And that's going to be in John chapter three, specifically three, three and three, five. Again, read the chapter. Um, and the we went to Peter being given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And this symbolized. Peter having the authority to be the first to spread God's message after Jesus was crucified. Because Jesus knew that he knew from the very beginning. I mean, he's God manifest in the flesh. So he knew from the very beginning where this whole thing was going to end. And we're going to come back to that. And this is why I had to put a pin in the whole dispensation talk, um, because when you realize how that works and how that folds into this, it it brings up a whole new meaning. Okay. So it, we have Jesus rebuking Peter because Peter, Peter was saying, Oh my God, I don't want you to get killed. I don't want you to be sacrificed. And Jesus said, yeah, um, no, it's my will, not your will, son. So he basically ran Peter his rights and Peter sit down and shut up. Then the crucifixion happens. And up until even after that, 
no one really talked about getting saved. No one talked about um, salvation. We, we, I mean, the act of salvation. They talked about how to live. They talked about things you're going to be thinking about. Jesus was preparing, uh, you know, preparing the soul, preparing the mind to receive what the, to receive what the soul was going to get. So now we have the crucifixion, and then we have the death, burial, and resurrection. Right? Jesus said one more thing. Well, he did say some other things, but he gave one more big commandment. And he said, and this is Matthew chapter 28, 19. Now, here's another scripture that people would just throw at you. Well, all you got to do is this, and then you're saved. Well, when you take a scripture out of context, it says something other than what it was intended. Remember, any scripture that we go over here on this podcast, I don't care how many episodes we end up having, if I if we go over a scripture, you read the first, the, the couple above it, couple below it, or preferably the whole chapter. This is what I do. Couple above, couple below, preferably the whole chapter. You you it'll do wonders for Bible study. Okay. So Matthew 28 19. Well, you gotta go to 28, 29, 18 to really make this make sense. Now, this is after the resurrection. Jesus walked around for a while and you know showed him stuff and showed him that he was alive and people doubted and oh no, well, yep, yep. God is alive. He's not dead. But it had come time for the glorified body of Jesus to be taken into heaven. Clip that on your brain. I said glorified body. We're going to come back to that in a few episodes. Okay? Glorified body. So it's now time for the glorified body of Jesus to be taken into heaven. And Jesus stopped and said, all the, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now let's stop right there. If you believe that there's more than one God, then Jesus just said the other two gods are of no no, no effect. What? Well, yeah, because all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. All power, not some, not a third. All power is given to me. So, put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. But he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the world. Amen. Now, People will say that Matthew twenty eight nineteen is a salvation scripture. Yes, but it's not the complete salvation. Because Jesus had already given those keys to Peter. I'll say that again. Jesus had already given those keys, the formulation, the formula of how to get saved, quote, or how to live for God, which is how I like to express it. 
how to live for God, Peter already had received that key, those keys, even though he was about to sin, even though he was about to mess up, he's about to lie, he was about to cuss, God saw in him the kind of evangelist, the kind of preacher that was needed to start his church, to be the vessel to start his church. So, so then you say, well, JJ, what does that mean? What did Peter say? For that, you got to go to Acts chapter 2. Now, I've even heard people using um, Acts 19 and 2, is it? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe as a sort of a salvation scripture or born again scripture? It's not complete. And that's one thing you'll notice about all of these scriptures that people are using, they're not complete. So now in Acts chapter 2, this was uh, where the church was born. The entire church was born on that date. It did not exist before this day. And there's no other instance after this where the church was born. Where other churches started? Yes. Where other people converted? Yes. But this is where the church began. Acts chapter 2. And I'll summarize it. Because remember, you, you, to, re, to understand what Peter's about to say, you really have to read this whole chapter. So basically, they were all in the upper room, and they were praying. It was praying for about... Uh, several days, I can't remember how many exactly, um, but they were praying, and they were all in one core. They were all, their minds were all on the same thing. Their hearts was all in the same direction. They were all, their whole idea was to pray, and they were praying for God's return. They had no idea what they were praying for, by the way. They were praying for God's return. Because at that point, even when Jesus ascended, they were praying for freedom. They were praying to be saved from the Roman Empire. They were praying for liberation. Oh, but they got liberation. So they were all, they were all in one accord. They were praying. And then suddenly the Holy Ghost came in that place and a rushing wind, and there were fire that set on everybody's head, and and here's what really happened: everybody started speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Now that's important. That's important because that's how the church got started. At no point before this before this time was the church actually notated. Jesus said to Peter, "I will build my church on this rock." Here's where that first foundation was laid. So they, every, it was so, the experience was so dramatic that next thing you know, people were out in the street speaking in tongues. And, and then, you know, and other people started laughing at them like, ah, these people are drunk. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And that's something you'll notice that whenever 
the power of God meets some people, their reaction, their physical reaction, their mental reaction to try to laugh and discount it. Just watch. They'll try to laugh and discount it off and brush it off. Like, ah, these people are just drunk. They don't know what they're talking about. And then Peter stood up again. The same Peter who had the boldness in the heart to say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. This same Peter who had the keys. This same Peter stood up and said, these people ain't drunk. But you remember that prophet you guys used to talk about? That they're going to speak in tongues and people are going to see visions and dreams and all that. Remember that guy? Okay, so this is that. This scripture is fulfilled in your ears today. And Peter was in no ways religious, I might add. So Peter was taken out of the world. He was purified. He was given the Holy Ghost. All because he prayed for it. Now, oh, I, oh, I, might, I might add, he was also baptized because Jesus had every, all the apostles baptized. So, after Peter preached to him, and then, because Peter said some other stuff, like, you wicked people have crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and, and Peter was real sore about this. So, after this, these people were convicted. They, they had that feeling in your heart where you know you've done something wrong and you really don't know how to deal with it. So these same, that same feeling was in these guys' hearts. And then they said, well, uh, man, well, what are we going to do about this? And Peter didn't say, join with us. Peter didn't say, sign this roster, sign this petition. He didn't say, let's go burn down Calvary Hill. or he, he didn't say none of that. What he said was, repent. That same thing Jesus was preaching, same thing that John started off with, repent. But since, G, since Peter had the keys of the kingdom of heaven, he had the whole keys in the whole gospel that Jesus had given him. So what then did Peter say? Repent. In other words, uh, don't just say you're sorry. You have to repent, which means you, hey, listen, God, I'm really sorry for the things that I've done. And then you, the second part of that is to turn your back on the sins that you know of right now. I say that because there are things that you may be doing that you don't even know it's sin. So which means you, you will be repenting again later. But this is for all the things that you've done wrong up to this point that you know about, that you knew you were wrong when you did it. You told somebody a lie. God, please, I'm sorry, forgive me. And you, and you pledge to stop lying from this day forward, which is, this is what repentance really is. It ain't just, I'm sorry, and then you go back out and do it again. This is now you making a concerted effort. And don't worry about being able to avoid it right now because that power comes later. So you repent, ask God forgiveness, turn your back on sin, and you and a God come to an agreement that you're not going to sin anymore. Yes, you come to that agreement. Then Peter said, 
and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins can be remitted. Wait a minute, JJ. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You just went back to, let's go back a little bit, JJ. You just said, Matthew 28, 19, said, the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit. Yes. And guess what? Every one of those apostles that was standing there knew exactly what Jesus was saying. Because it, the first thing right above that, which is why, again, we always read the verses above and verses below. Because right before Jesus said that, he said, all power is given unto me. So when he said the name of the Father and the name of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, uh, I'm sorry, let me correct that. When he said the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Spirit, every one of those apostles walked out of the, away from that mountainside and knew exactly what Jesus was saying. Peter, who obviously had a hard time listening, also knew exactly what Jesus was saying. He was saying that the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. And we're going to talk more about that. But he said that in that context right there, he said, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins can be remitted. This is very important, because without that baptism, there is no remission. We, we talk about re remission now, we're talking about cancer, and we want cancer to be in remission. The same thing with sin. We want those sins to be remitted. But it didn't stop there. He did not stop there. He said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and your children and everybody who's even afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Peter said that. Peter said that because he knew that's what Jesus wanted him to say. And every single person in the book of Acts was baptized in Jesus' name and had repented their sins and got the Holy Ghost. And Acts was the place where the church was started. It was there were several different churches that were started in Acts, but they all started this same formulaic way. Repent, baptism in Jesus' name, and infilling of the Holy Ghost. So, to wrap it up, if if you really want to, we could put a pen in this now, and we could say, hey, listen, you want to start living for God? This is how you start living for God. Repenting your sins, turn away from them. The ones that you think are sins and or the ones that you know are sins, fine, stop it. Stop doing it right now. Break it off. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Now, it has to be this way in Jesus' name. Why? Because it was, it's the name of Jesus that is the, where the power is. It's, it's kind of like what people like to say, 
you know that curse word that's kind of like GD? Okay, and we call that taking the Lord's name in vain. God is not his name. God is his title. God is his title. His father is his title. The son is, is the title. The Holy Ghost is the title. And all these titles were was because of the manifestations. It, and, you know, we hear this a lot. Like if I write you a check for a million dollars and signed it, son, co-worker, and husband, and you took it to Chase Bank, they would look at you like you had 18 heads. First of all, the fact it was a million dollars. But no, just kidding. It, the, the fact that there's no name attached to it. The name is where the power is. The remission of sins is in the name of Jesus Christ. And I can't say that forcefully, more forcefully. It's in the name. The power's in the name. The blood, all of that is in the name. So, and only then, only then can verses like Romans 10 and 9 apply to you. Because you have to believe that that thing that you did, that repentance that you did, that baptism in Jesus' name that you did, and the Holy Ghost that you received, only then could you believe that this thing actually happened and you actually have the power to overcome sin. You can't put the cart before the horse. We can't talk to people who are, are drug abusers, for instance, and I'm just grabbing one thing. We can't talk to drug abusers about quitting doing drugs without telling them that you need power to do that. We can't tell people to um, not commit adultery without giving them the power not to do that. And that's the point. Repent, baptize, get baptized in Jesus' name, so all that stuff will be washed away from you. You are reborn. This is a rebirth. And that's how you start living for God. How are you saved? Now, saving is you continuing in this. You continue avoiding sin and you continue your, like a repentance because, you again, you may be doing a sin that you don't even know about or, or that you're struggling with. Let's not, let's not get it twisted that all of a sudden you become super saint. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. You're like a baby. In the kingdom of God. I don't care how old you are. 12, 22, 92. From that day that you get the, you first get the Holy Ghost. And you're baptized in Jesus name. You're repenting your sins. From that day forward you are age zero. In spirituality. Which means you're going to make the same mistakes. As a child would make in the natural world. When it comes to spirituality. You're going to believe some things. And you're going to later find out that they're wrong. And you have to repent of that. Ask God to forgive you. You're going to say some things and God's going to have to correct you. And you're going to have to repent. You got to say, God, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. I still have to repent. I still do. And I can give you some stories, but, yeesh. but I mean, have, being saved. It's not a one-time deal. 
it's not a um it's not a miracle pill it's 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 not a shot of penicillin and and all of a sudden you you're done you, you can just do what you want that's not being saved being saved is a process being saved is living life correctly and dying in that same state being born living and dying having lived for God and only then can you be saved now uh, I know we're running out of time but if you have any doubts about it Paul said it very succinctly and it was a very big eye opener when he said after I myself have preached to others I might be a castaway. That's going to be in 1 Corinthians 9. And again, read the entire chapter. Read it slowly. We're just going to say Romans chapter... Oh, my. It's uh, Romans chapter... I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I want to say it's 13, where he says, uh, I keep my flesh under subjection, because after I have preached to others... I might become a castaway. Now, if Paul can be a, can be considered a castaway, I'm I, there's no way that I could ever consider myself once saved, always saved. There's no way that I can consider that. As a matter of fact, let me just make sure it is. Um, I'm sorry, First Corinthians nine and twenty-seven. There it is. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to others I myself should be a castaway alright this is this has been uh, walk with me this is JJ I really appreciate you guys I love you guys thank you so much I'm noticing that the podcast is being shared more which means people are talking that I Really appreciate that. That just means that I'm doing what God told me to do. Take care, and we'll be walking again next week. Yeah. True. Uh. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me your reason. Give me your reason. I got this spread little words of a genius. Words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. Who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me your reason. Give me your reason.